Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. And you know what else makes you sexy, everybody? Maybe it's telling the truth only at the right time and in the right way. Tonight, our guest is going to talk about deeper love, less conflict. Our guest is Dr. Tim McCarthy, who says truth and love might seem like opposites, and sometimes they are, because some people use truth as a weapon to hurt others. I know some people like that. I have a family member who says the meanest things, and then she'll say, but God loves the truth, and I have to tell it. And then some people try so hard to spare someone else's feelings. That could be you, that you might fail to confront serious issues. How do you navigate which way to go in your relationship when one or both of you might be resistant to change and speaking the truth at the right time? So Dr. Tim McCarthy is a psychologist and licensed marriage and family therapist, and he works with individuals, couples, as well as executive coaching. He's developed relationship co-coaching, which is an approach that helps couples overcome self-limiting negative patterns. His advice is especially for couples who want to deepen their love and their emotional connection because they've got some habit patterns that lead to conflict. His website, you might want to write this down, is com. So, Dr. Tim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, we're happy to have you here on Modern Love Radio because talking about how modern couples fare is what we're all about because it's a challenge for today's couples to navigate their relationships more than ever before. It's more mobile, more global, more fast-paced. What is your best take on what modern couples first are challenged with? Well, that is a very good question. I, I've, I'm asked that question every now and then. And really speaking, I, I think that couples have it much more difficult now. The pace of life is so fast, and there's so much that's expected, and we have so much that we expect of ourselves. And so uh, there is a, a tendency for all of us to be overextended and to be doing too much and to push ourselves. And so I think the impact on couples is really quite great because we're trying to be able to relate to one another, connect at a deeper level, and communicate, as you were saying earlier, in terms of how do you share your your truth with someone. Uh, and sometimes you might be afraid of doing that. But all of this within the context of such a fast pace of life, it's just overwhelming at times. And with both people working Oftentimes, it's just an incredible stress machine. 
And so we have to be very careful to extricate ourselves from that. And Yeah, because and, stress is the great enemy of love. Stressed out people, everybody, do not make good partners. You a grumpy bear, a reactive <laughs> person, you you know, forget all the rules of loving engagement and most of all, you know, there's a thing we call emotional blunting. When you're stressed out, your ability to be compassionate, to feel the other person's feelings, compassion, be with feelings, is just gone. I was talking with a couple just last week where, you know, he's a super high-powered business person, blah, blah. So is she, and his way of blowing off steam is to blow her off. So when we talk about conflict, this is very real, and I certainly see it Uh, And I want to corroborate what you're saying, Dr. Tam. I see it, too, with the couples I work with and in our classes. So you have worked for 28 years, and you stumbled on a radical new approach. What was it that changed for you in working with couples? Well, you know, what changed for me is finally after 28 years and and just seeing how slow going it was for couples and being able to make changes, getting caught in these patterns of 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 over familiarity in the relationship, taking one each other for granted. But now, what do you mean by over familiarity? What is that? Well, I think what happens is sometimes you begin to take your partner for granted, and with the stress of life as we were discussing it people then begin to just kind of do the logistics of of and the administrative tasks of having a family, kids, being together, and they forget, hey, that they forget about themselves and the nurturing that they have to do of the relationship and to be careful about the way that you speak to your partner when you're stressed out and to be um, to build the love through the positives, the compliments, and but most of all, learning how to actually resolve conflict. So what changed for me was I just saw how slow going it was, and, and, and I was seeing how executives that I coached were, were progressing more quickly, and I thought there's got to be a better way, and that's when I sat down five and a half, six years ago and developed relationship co-coaching. Excellent. Now, one of the things you said a minute ago I want to go back and highlight, and that was this business of beginning to take your partner for granted and to go into that mindset of, oh, you're here now. I don't need to make the same effort I used to make when we were dating and when things were new and fresh. And that's, you know, the research is coming in right and left, but that's like maybe the biggest mistake, the element of surprise, the element of of what's fresh and what's new is gone because we don't make the effort to keep it that way. So I just want to highlight that for everyone. Dr. Tim, what do you think? I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think what happens is people forget, hey, you know what, having a really great relationship is like anything else. You must set an intentional goal to have a really extraordinary relationship and do the best practices. And as you say, the science shows that that the happiest couples are those that if you if you give more appreciation and you respond to the needs of your partner and if you are kinder and gentler in the words that you use, then what will happen is you'll have a better relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So important. And if, if, 
Yeah, if you're uh, uh, affectionate with your partner, I have couples that say, yeah, well, you know, we, we don't really have much uh, affection with one another. Well, we, we tell each other that we love each other and, and we hug and kiss goodbye in the morning and, we'll, and when we return at night. But what about the rest of the, of the time, your connection, exactly. the way you touch and the things you say? Or even during the day. You know, I'm very yeah. big on couples connecting during the day because there's research on that too, everybody. Yeah. So, Dr. Tim, I've, I've got to ask you this. This is like this jumped out at me when I was preparing to talk with you. What is it that women wish men knew about how to love them and that smart men are finally figuring out? Yes. Well, I, you know, what I have found is that running through as a theme in all the couples that I see, or in so many of them, I would say, you know, it's a wide variability in terms of the kinds of, of issues that, that impact a partner. But I find that due to the social conditioning of and the gender differences with men and women, there are three big complaints, three things that women end up wanting their their uh, their men to and their husbands to uh, needs that they want them to meet, and the problems develop around three areas that I find just repeatedly. Uh, again, this is a generalization. There's wide variability because what we're talking about here are how do you relate to another person and really help them feel really accepted and loved. But the three things that I find that women uh, are are missing and complaining about are number one, they say that my partner, that my husband is too aggressive, too easily angered, impatient, and disrespectful in the way that he responds to me. And yep, also, I've heard that many, many times. Yes. Yep. Yep. And also, not only does it bother them the way that the husband talks to them, but also the way they talk to the children. They don't like the aggressiveness and patience in the way that the husband responds to the children. And in both cases, it turns them off. It begins to create the... the uh, uh, it hurts the, the, the fond feelings of romantic love Gee, and, you know what, Dr. Tim, were you like a fly on the wall in my marriage? Hmm. <laughs> is this sounding familiar? <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Okay, so what is it? That and that's just number one. Are number finally th- figuring out. What are they finally figuring out? Well, the the, the other two things are number the, the 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 second one is that women complain that men don't really listen to them and are not empathetic. So they may share their feelings, and the man is thinking, uh, you know, men are conditioned to be the analytical problem solvers. So let me fix that. Let me, and 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 they're not empathetic. They don't. They're they're not trained in the skill of how to be empathetic, which is to really just listen. Don't try to solve the problem. Be empathetic, and and show that you appreciate and you can understand what's going on. And then also men sharing more of their own feelings. So it's this emotional connectedness of of being a better listener and empathetic and sharing themselves, which is the number two complaint. And the number three complaint is not showing enough appreciation. Mm. So the three things we've got are men who are too aggressive in their communication with the women they're married to or with and the children. We've got people who aren't listening and people mm-hmm. who aren't sharing feelings or listening to feelings. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, back up for a sec. What women wish 
men knew about how to love them is what? It's how to how to do, how to meet those three needs for them. So number uh-huh. one, it's how to talk in a more respectful, soft way. If you're unhappy with something, express it in a way that isn't filled with the, uh, the the tension, the aggressiveness, the impatience that that is so disrespectful. And number two, learning how to actually carry on that conversation and be a better listener and l- learn how to be empathetic. And number three is show appreciation. When I work with men, so much of the work that I do is, I call it empathy training, where I say to the man, would you like to learn how to be a 21st century enlightened man, an enlightened Mm -hmm. husband? And they say, sure, I can show you the next five minutes. And so what I do is I take them through four or five steps of how to actually listen to a woman. So number one, give your full attention, set down the cell phone, and really actually Feel inside that you're interested. Develop a a true interest in your partner. And number two, don't try to solve the problem. Listen to them. Let them them share from inside of themselves. But a lot of men, some men say, okay, well, I listened, and they sat there, and and the wife says, "Well, well, you just sat like a bump on the log. You didn't say anything. But the skill of empathy, and women are naturally taught how to do this in our society, it's occasionally make a brief comment. Don't don't interrupt and 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 take over the conversation, but say, "Hey, well, you know, uh, you know," or make a, a brief question like, "Well, tell me more about that," or something like that happened to me last week. Tell me more, or how did you feel about that? So be engaged in the conversation. Men oftentimes don't even know how to do that. The next step is occasionally stop and make an empathetic comment, like, "Boy, that's really tough," or. One that women are are socially uh, uh, taught, and when I say socially taught, I mean just through the way they we women socialize with one another, is to say, "I'm so sorry, so sorry that yeah, happened." Yeah, the acknowledging the feelings and supporting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This sounds really good. We're going to put this in some sort of injectable form and inject it. Yeah. There are lots of people <laughs> who can use it. <laughs> put it put it in the coffee, a pill. There this you be go. An enlightenment now pill we're talking. For, for, for men, right? You exactly. drop it in the morning coffee and push. There, your, and, your husband you know, is wonderful. Of things, one of the things I often hear from women who are in relationships that they don't feel happy about, because those are the people coming to see people like us, of course, and, and coming to courses and, and all those things. But the main complaint is the one that you actually just touched on, which is men not knowing how to listen. And here's the other side of it. How many times, I'm wondering, have you heard men say, she interrupts me? Mm-hmm. Because I hear that all the time. I Actually, I have to say this. I was speaking at an event down in Dallas, Texas, and there were about 3,000 people in the audience. This was at a big event called Megafest. And... A man stood up and said, when I asked for questions, well, how do I get my wife to listen? Then another man stood up and said, yeah, my wife doesn't listen. Then another guy stood up. I said, okay, every man in the room who feels his wife doesn't listen to him, stand up. Every single man in the room stood up. Now, when I flipped the coin and said, how many women feel they aren't listening to, every woman stood up. Uh-huh. So it, it seems to me we've got a need here for both men and women. Now, women can do a better job of listening. I I know that. 
But it also seems as if men are complaining a lot that women don't listen. What's your experience with that? Well, that, that's interesting. It may be, quite frankly, a definition of listening. See, part of the problem may be that the men feel that their wife doesn't listen. But all, it all depends. It would be an interesting question. It would be an interesting survey. But what I have seen in some cases is that men feel like their wife isn't listening to their advice. She's still upset about that thing that she's still she's coming home and venting. And so the husband is thinking, if she would just listen to my advice, she'd no longer have that problem. And so part of it may be that. Um, mm-hmm. But but uh, that's an interesting question. Um, it would be that's a very interesting question. Well, so now what my about bet, sharing my, the truth? I'm, I'm sorry, because I want to get yeah, to this question yes, about let's truth do. before we get short on time. When and how do you share a difficult truth? For example, I'm going to pose a, a scenario for you. Someone I know, in quotes, was in a relationship where no matter how much she tried to share her feelings, her partner would say things like, oh, you women, oh, my feelings, my feelings, my feelings, and things that were very derisive about her feelings. And mm-hmm. she tried to talk to her partner about it, who wasn't able to hear it, and she left the relationship. Now, what would you advise that couple to do? Well, I, I I think this is a fundamental uh, uh, belief system among men that needs to be changed in, in the exact ways that we're talking about here, which is understand that that women need to share their feelings and you need to learn how to be empathetic and that it is harmful to a relationship if you're not empathetic. And by the way, let me just say for the, any men who might be listening that that, let me be very clear, we're talking about the higher skills of emotional intimacy and love that are uh, available for men and women to uh, learn. And there are women who are too aggressive that don't necessarily listen. So it's not just that we're sort of picking on men. But I think it starts with a fundamental change. Oh, I don't know. Let's go ahead and just pick on men for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You're a man, so you can come right out there. Did you learn... Did you learn this skill? How did you learn it? Well, you know, I had always naturally been inclined since I was about 18 years old to be a good listener. And I liked, you know, I I appreciated helping people from a young age, decided that I wanted to be a psychologist and a therapist from a young age, Mm. you know, in college. And so, you know, I I always had a natural interest in it. But even then, you know, there is this, this, uh, you know, even the skill I found in, in listening to my own wife, even as a man and as a therapist, uh, needing to learn to really do exactly what I was saying, which is to show appreciation and and to listen and to uh, say, well, that you know that must be really tough, and to, and to quell my own uh, tendency to want to give a suggestion or give some advice. Early in my relationship with my wife, one time uh, she said to me. Uh, Dr. McCarthy, I wasn't asking for your advice. <laughs> she said Ouch. it in a joking way. Yes, she said it, yes. I mean, it wasn't like a mean way. And I and I got the picture. So you know, your you know, family members can really take a shot at you yeah. when you're in a profession like ours. My favorite 
was my daughter when she was 11 looking at me and saying, and you call yourself a psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really rather clever. And I said, that's oh, my clever. heavens, honey, that's a really good one. And she sort of gave a smug <laughs> smile and stomped off. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're not really in the game if your partner hasn't called you out like that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, relative to that question of what, what could they have done or what can a couple do, I think there are there's a set of best practices of how to communicate. All these things we're talking about, show appreciation, you know, build love into the relationship, communicate better by listening, not interrupting, um, and, and developing closeness in the relationship by connecting and, and doing all those things. In fact, I have on my website, I have a uh, a free extraordinary relationship self-evaluation, which is it's not like a, a scientific test, but it's it's the top 14 best practices of of what couples can do and just sitting down and looking Great. at it. Hey, Great. Everybody how can you we can improve go again ourselves? to that website www.drtemmccarthy.com and get that free test. I think that's a really wonderful thing. Now, we're almost out of time, but I have to know what are the top five negative patterns that ruin love relationships? What have you seen? Well, you know, it has to do with some of the things we've mentioned. It has to do with aggressiveness in the way people speak to one another. Again, it tends to be more with men. But the ability to really share and connect, so those top three that we mentioned about, which is to, to be able to be empathetic and then to show appreciation, and very importantly is the ability to resolve conflict in a respectful way. And this is, this is so much of what I talk about in my book and when I work with couples is learning how to resolve conflict. We're not taught that in our society. People tend to be aggressive. We tend to go right to the anger, make generalizations. And there's two things that cause all conflict. Number one is, a, is an aggressive voice, tone, or words. And the other two, the other thing is a generalization. So I've developed a process that I call softly specific, where you try to reduce, eliminate those two things. Be soft rather than aggressive, and be specific rather than making generalizations. Mm-hmm. And learning how, to, and the other skill though that is so lacking in all of this is how to take ownership for something without making excuses, justification. And when you when you learn, when a couple learns how to share so those little example. negative things. Give an example things. of how you would take ownership. Yeah. So uh, you say to your partner, um, "Gosh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm." Classically, uh, uh, let's say a, a, a woman comes in and she's angry at her husband because he didn't help out cooking dinner. And she says, "You never helped me out. Uh, I came home. You saw how stressed out I was." So, with the softly specific, you, the woman would say, "I feel really hurt, or I feel disappointed." that after sharing what a bad day I had, you didn't come in and help me. Now, the husband, in, with the first way, would, might feel defensive or attacked or just naturally defensive anyway and would say, well, I just I was had a hard day too and I couldn't help out. But the husband in this case would say, I can totally understand. See, here's the empathy. I can totally understand why you would be feeling hurt that I didn't come in and help you out when you told me what a bad day you had. And I'm really sorry, and I'm, I apologize. In the future, I'll try to be very careful. Yeah, no, so what you've got there is a couple that's able to just say, here's what I was upset about. One person can say, and the other person go, yeah, 
You're right. Yes. That is what I did, and I'm sorry. And then we move yes. on. Yes. Because and what if, you're taking yes. out is all that defensiveness and all the attacking. Exactly. And we're so unskilled at it, and we're, the immediate response is to become defensive. And yeah. it's it's really a skill that has to be actually practiced. I have couples practice it. I give them the six steps and have them practice it. Yeah. One well, word it of an excuse. Because, you know, at the end of the day, what you started out saying is the very first thing that causes a conflict is aggressiveness. And when somebody feels yeah. attacked, there's almost like a switch in the brain. In fact, there is one in the brain. It is, that says, yes. I've got to defend. So yes. disarming that trigger is your first step, and it makes complete sense to me. So, yes. Dr. Tim McCarthy, you've shared some really great tools, great advice. I'm going to give you the last word. What would you most like our listeners to take away? Well, I, what I really encourage listeners to take away is, you know what? Treat your relationship like a goal in life that you want to have a really great, extraordinary marriage or relationship and learn the best practices. Don't expect to just have a relationship that falls into your lap because we're not taught any of this. Society is working against us. So do something different. Read. Read my book. Read your books. Take classes. And do those things. Find out the best practices. Look at what is going on in your relationship and make a goal to try to make some improvements. Constantly be trying to improve your relationship. Wow. I love that advice, and I absolutely support it. And, you know, I use this little analogy. Our listeners have heard this before. Just ask yourself how much time you spent learning whatever your profession is or even learning to drive a car. You took classes. You had to learn the rules of the road, how to operate the vehicle, how to maintain the vehicle, and you had to pass the licensing exam, everybody. So what Dr. Tim is saying is at least do that much for your love life. That's why cars keep running and marriages break down as far as I'm concerned. And here on Modern Love Radio, we want you to have a love life that keeps running. So thank you again to our special guest, Dr. Tim McCarthy. You can find him at www.drtimmccarthy.com. He has created a wonderful practice, and I love this idea of couples, what he calls relationship co-coaching, where he gets right into helping couples overcome entrenched, limiting, negative patterns. Now, I also would like to invite you, if you are able to be in the San Francisco Bay Area August 27th, this year, 2016, because, of course, we're going to archive this interview, come to our Modern Love Boot Camp, where you can learn the physical, emotional, mental, even spiritual tools that you need to be fit for love in the year 2016 and beyond. And there's a lot of overlap in what Dr. Tim just shared. I might have to invite you out, Dr. Tim. <laughs> All right, everybody, if you want to join that boot camp, please send me an email at love at docwade.com, love at docwade.com, and say, I'm in. 
or go to Eventbrite and just sign yourself up. We'd love to have you join us. And big thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to you, Modern Love listeners, and be with us next week to talk about your sexual fantasies with Christy Overstreet. All right, till then, everyone, blessings. Good night.